Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of SB Nation's The Dream Shake, The Dream Take Podcast. My name is Mike Brown, we are back live here on Spotify Live for part five of nine of our 2022 NBA prospect breakdown here at the Dream Take. Uh, great show tonight planned. We have five prospects that we look forward to breaking down with you. I can't do that by myself on most nights, so I bring up on stage my dude, Jeremy Brenner, the co-host of the Dream Shakes, the Dream Take podcast. JB, what's going down, my man? Ready to throw it down with Mike Brown, as always. Hey, in H-Town. Uh, but in, in the H-Town, yes. Now I'm oh, excited. Okay. Oh, you were going on with, okay. Right. I was trying to. I, I'm so tired, Mike. I'm so sorry. But, yeah, uh, it's fine. <laughs> we, we know you've had a, a long travel day. We'll, we would love for you to be here as long as you I can have be. enough energy to come on the podcast with you, of course. My man. So we got part five tonight. 
Uh, before we get into those five prospects, what is your excitement level as of today? Are you getting more excited for the draft? Are you equally as excited as you were a few weeks ago? Where are you mentally for what's going down in less than two weeks? Yeah, I mean, we're officially in draft season. Uh, you know, it's it's hard because, like, when it comes to, like, football, right, there's a good two months between the season and the draft. So there's, like, a lot of pre-draft coverage. Whereas we're still in the middle of the finals, and the draft is probably going to be just a couple of days, you know, after the finals end. So at least a week or, or less, depending on whether the series goes six or seven. But I think – so, like, I feel like that's why – People aren't as excited about the NBA draft compared to the NFL draft. But I, as someone who's covering, you know, and following is uh, the Rockets. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, it's, it's building slowly but surely. I'll say that. The, the NBA draft is also much less of a spectacle than the NFL draft. I mean, the NFL draft pours in millions of dollars yeah. at the destination uh, event. Uh, so it's just different, not in a bad way. Um, but we're getting close, man. I'm stoked. I'm excited. Um, so without further ado, since we have five prospects to break down tonight, let's get right into it. Uh, I figure we're going to go from the least intriguing of the five to the most intriguing. So, uh, if you're listening to this tomorrow or live here on Spotify live, uh, we'll go from bottom to top if you will. Um, so the first guy that I want to talk about Leonard Miller out of, where is he? He's coming straight out of California, or excuse me, out of high school. He's the youngest player in the draft, uh, but he is of age to go into the NBA. Your initial thoughts on the 6'10 small forward, Leonard Miller. So he's based in Canada, um, which is makes me think that, uh, you know, we've seen a lot of Canadian prospects over the last several years. Um, and what we've seen from him, um, you know, there, there were talks of, oh, maybe he'll go to the draft. Maybe he'll go to the G League. Maybe he'll go, you know, out, maybe he'll go play college. But I think with him, um, he must have – I was unsure if he was actually going to stay in the draft. I guess um, I guess from what we're seeing um, is that he is draft eligible this year and he's staying in he the draft. He is draft eligible. Yep. So there's, the there's, there is no confirmation as of today in my research that I Googled Leonard Miller. He is staying in the draft. Yeah. I, he must've gotten some good feedback from somebody that, cause to go from a guy that's like, you know, that's 18 fresh out of high school to the pro, like it's been done. Don't get me wrong. Like Anthony Simons, right. I think is the last guy that I can recall being a guy like that. Um, and look, I mean, Anthony Simons was not worth the first round pick probably in his first year or second year, but he's going to make a lot of money this summer. Um, somehow I think with Leonard Miller, like he's just insanely great athlete, but you know, like Simons, he's probably not ready to make contributions in 2022 or 2023. But if you look more towards 2024, 2025, he might be worth a flyer, um, he isn't really connected to the Rockets though. So I wouldn't expect the Rockets to come knocking. I would expect the Raptors probably to, it wouldn't surprise me at all if, if the Raptors found a way to bring him in just because they, not just because he's from Canada, but the Raptors do have a Canadian 
like rep, like they they do recruit a lot from Canada, and I do think that Leonard Miller staying in the draft is maybe because the Raptors gave him some second round promise. Yeah, I think here's what's funny about Leonard Miller. Not maybe not funny is not the right word. People have accused the 2022 NBA draft of lacking legitimate star talent. That's not Leonard Miller. But in my research of this draft, there are a ton of guys that they may not be ready today, but if you take a flyer on one of these guys, it could hit. And the ceiling on Leonard Miller is huge. If the Rockets were going to buy a 20 or a second round pick, I should say, I would take a really long look at a guy like Leonard Miller. Because he has everything that you want. I mean, he's six so ten. This is what I'm seeing, Mike. This is what I'm seeing. Just kind of add in. Mm-hmm. So he, so everyone's withdrawal date is June first, whether they go to the draft. But because because Leonard Miller is, um, I, I don't know if like I don't know exactly why this is the case, but I'm reading here that he has a different withdrawal deadline from the draft than everybody else. And it actually happens to be June 13th, the day that this is coming out. And of course we record the podcast the day before the episode comes out. So we don't know a hundred percent if Leonard Miller is even going to be in this draft. He might go, he has the ability to stay in the draft or sign with G league ignite play next season with the ignite. Um, But also we're seeing Sean mentions that there's a mock from USA today that has Leonard Miller as a pick for the Rockets. So that's, that's pretty interesting. I guess it'd be what seventeen. Yeah, I, I, if they take him at seventeen, uh, that's that's a little rich for me. Um, but look, man, I mean, watch the video of him play. Like the his inside game or his ability to finish at the rim is high level. I mean, he can ball. Now he's a little thin for my liking. I also think if they end up drafting Boncaro. I don't really see a massive need for Miller. Or if they draft a guy like Tari Eason at 17, then Miller would just be a redundant pick. I like Leonard Miller. I don't love Leonard Miller. He's extremely limited on what he can do on the offensive end. Um, but he's a name to watch. He's a, pro- he's a He's project. for sure a two-year project. So if you if – you, the thing, and I don't think the Rockets are necessarily looking for guys like that anymore. I feel like um, – I feel like you're at a point with the Rockets now where they've said that they want to win within two years and mm-hmm. getting a guy like Leonard Miller is counterproductive to that. I wouldn't say counterproductive, I should say, but it's like not conducive can, to that like, point. If Tari Eason and Leonard Miller are both on the board at 17, I, I'd be shocked if Leonard Miller went over Tari Eason. So like, yeah, that, that's what I should say. But Leonard Miller, very intriguing prospect. I, I think he's more of a second round guy in my opinion, Mm -hmm. but, uh, I think, but if he goes to the G league for a year, maybe he finds a way into the lottery next year. I don't know. Um, but next year's class is better. So maybe that's why he's trying to reclassify, find his way to get into the NBA this year so that he could, he could make a little bit more money. Maybe he is a draft pick. I'm not quite sure with that, but he'll probably end up playing in the G league this year. If he's a draft pick regardless. Yeah, he's a guy, if he's there early to mid-second round, he's a guy that if I'm the Rockets, I take a flyer on that type of guy. Yeah, take a flyer. Stick him in the G League, 
for a year, see how his game develops. He's being compared to the Diet Coke version of a Paul George. That's the type of guy you take a, a shot at, especially the youngest player in the draft. Um, so let's keep it moving. Uh, our second prospect tonight, uh, you'll see a theme that we are covering Duke uh, prospects uh, tonight uh, with the exclusion of Paolo Boncaro that was covered on a previous episode by you. Uh, our next guy is Wendell Moore. Uh, Wendell Moore comes into the draft listed at, give me one second, uh, 6'5", 220. Uh, he's noted as a standout defender with NBA-level athleticism who at the end of his Duke career started to put it together on the offensive end. Uh, NBA comparison, think Ron Harper. Your immediate thoughts, Jeremy Brenner, on Wendell Moore. Wendell Moore is not in the Rockets' range. He is probably an early second-round pick. Maybe he squeaks in the first. Definitely too rich for 17. Um, But, you know, I I personally have a hard time seeing how he is uh, like an offensive force in the NBA. I really don't think that's where his career is going. I think the fact that he was able to find that at at Duke in his in his third season, because he he was a full time starter, and this Duke team was just better than the last two. Um, so, and and I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that Wendell Moore was was playing at a higher level. So, I will say that where Duke is at this point, like just as a whole, I think a lot of these guys are, are talented, but I, I question whether they're going to work in the pros. I'm just not feeling it for, for most of them. Um, Paulo's probably uh, Paulo and AJ Griffin are probably at, for me on a higher level. And I, and I think those two guys have a strong, case to to make it out and have a decent NBA career. Oh, you're forgetting about a guy though. But but Wendell Moore, Trevor Keels, uh, Mark Williams even like I'm not even sold on Mark Williams to be honest with you. Well, I know we'll, we'll get to him later. We'll get to him later, but um, okay. when it comes to Wendell Moore, he he did need to come out this year because this was, you know, the time to strike given next year's classes is better and, you know, it was coach K's last year, so uh this was the right time for Wendell Moore to leave. But uh, if he wants to get into, um, if he wants to establish a role for himself in the NBA, he, there's going to be a lot of development that needs to happen within the next couple of months. Scariest part about Wendell Moore is that he spent three years, or excuse me, the best part about Wendell Moore for me is he was a three-year player at Duke. He went from a 21% three-point shooter to a 41.3% three-point shooter last year. Uh, he averaged 13 points, which were the most in the three years at Duke. All of his numbers went up in this in this last year at Duke. Uh, I'm a little surprised you're not higher on Wendell Moore. I like Wendell Moore. Not at 17, but again, like if the Rockets are going to buy a pick in the second round, which teams are known to do, I wouldn't hate if they came out of this draft with a Wendell Moore because I think he gives the team what they do not have right now. I I am anti going back in the second round and getting a guy. Okay, that's fair. I and the reason I know how you that, feel about number of rookies. I mean, if you're getting already two guys on top of the guys they had last year, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Like I had a problem last year 
uh, about the Rockets taking three first round picks. I was like, this is too many. And they took four. Like, like, so like that does play a role into this. And, and the fact they have two this year, they'll have two next year. Like they have, they'll, they have an excess of picks coming up too. So I don't see why they would need a pick at this moment in time. But I mean, yes, look, I mean, mm-hmm. we said that last year about, you know, how they have three picks, they're fine. But then they went out and got another. Um, I just, it, it'll be interesting to see what Rafael Stone's strategy is in this draft compared to last year's. Because I don't think that you can play this draft like you did last year. I think you have to play it, you, you know, you do have some foundational pieces. Last year, you really didn't. But this year, you do. And I think the team, you need to build the team around those guys, around Jalen Green, around Shangun, around whoever you're going to draft at number three. So right. to me, like, it, it isn't necessarily about getting as much as much talent in the building as possible, which is what I think last year's strategy was. I think this year it's more about finding the right pieces, not as many pieces as possible. Using, I'll give you a, in, for example, with my standpoint, if you told me, would I rather have next year a Wendell Moore or a Garrison Matthews? I'm not necessarily saying I'd rather have Wendell Moore, but I would rather have a guy that, has a higher ceiling than a guy like Garrison Matthews. If that makes sense. Like you put a guy out there that's defensive minded. If there was enough minutes last year, even with all the youth that if you brought in a Wendell Moore, if you brought in a Leonard Miller and wanted to give him some of those minutes, that type of guy I'd rather give those minutes to when you're still in the development stages than a guy who can just go get you buckets. That's what Garrison Matthews is. I'd rather have Garrison Matthews minutes though go to Josh uh, Christopher. I'd rather have those minutes go to Josh Christopher. Sure, sure. But that was like, a lot that's, of minutes because Christopher what I'm saying is like yeah, yeah. Christopher Christopher was still getting 15 minutes a game last year while Garrison Matthews was getting upwards of 30. So even if you gave 15 of those minutes to a guy like Matthew or to a a guy like Christopher, bump his minutes up to the 30 or 32 range. There's still plenty of minutes that I think you can allocate towards a defensive-minded wing type like a Wendell Moore. Yeah, I think I think after the draft, once we know who's coming in, um, it'll be a good, like, off-season topic. I agree. To, uh, like, look at the rotation, see how many minutes could go which way and all that. Sure. But, um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think, I think the Rockets do need a little bit more talent, but at the same time. So it'll be interesting to see. I'm curious to see what Rafael Stone and company are going to do. For sure. Let's move to our third prospect of the night. Now we're getting into, I would say, three guys that are and should be on the Rockets' radar uh, with either – well, I take that back. These three guys should be in play with the Rockets at the second selection, whether that's at 17. I'm on record saying I do not believe they are picking at 17. I think they will either move back or they'll move up. Uh, So the first of those guys, Jalen Williams out of Santa Clara, the 6'6". Uh, shooting guard slash small forward. Your initial thoughts on one Jalen Williams, Jeremy Brenner. On on Jalen Williams, so we're so we're kind of going away from the the Duke real quick. Right? Just a a quick detour. We're getting off on a the feeder road. We're all the way to Santa Clara. Yeah, and uh, then we are getting <laughs> back all the way back. We are getting uh, back on the, the toll Central. road okay. directly to Duke University. Fair enough, but I, I see I see the you know. Yeah, we're we're going from 
where we're ranking the prospects. So, like, we're talking about the second Correct. round guys before we talk about the first round guys. Um, Jalen Williams is is really exciting uh, just because he, he did play at a smaller school and he balled out um, what, 18 points per game this year. Um, has, you know, shot almost 40% from three. That's that's definitely exciting uh, in that 6'6 six, six to 6'9 six, range, guys that can play multiple positions. Chucks off every single one of those boxes. Um, and, and I like the fact that he's a scorer, too. I think that's that's incredibly key. Um, it's like kind of reminds me a little bit of Josh Christopher in, in that regard. Um, and that's exactly why I wouldn't take him is because he reminds me of Josh Christopher. I feel like I feel like I'm just anti a lot of these guys just because um, they just aren't like they already fill a need like that. that they, they fill a need that mm-hmm. is already on the team. Um, and I, I and I'm really high on everyone that they took last year, so it, it's really difficult for me to see two more guys come into that fold, at least two, probably more. So, um, for me with Jalen Williams, I just think that his like his ability, like defense for me, is probably where he's going to need to uh, make more of a stride. I think the offensive game is definitely there, um, and it should make for more of a for more of it, like there, there's more di- dynamic. There's more of a, excuse me. There's more of a dynamism. I think that's the word I'm trying mm-hmm. to look for. But yeah, the more of a dynamic. I know what you're saying. With with adding a guy like Jalen Williams, but like, I just feel like putting five guys on the floor that all need the ball in their hands to be at their best is incredibly difficult to maintain um, and incredibly difficult to make a team work. And I don't think that Jalen Williams is a guy that could actually like, I'm not saying that he can't be successful without the ball, but he is more successful with the ball in his hands. And we already have a Jalen that, that can vibe with that. So Jalen Williams, I'll definitely be excited if Jalen Williams is the pick, don't get me wrong, but I don't know if he is like the right piece that this team needs. I feel like the team needs a little bit more variety than what they currently have. That that's the reason why I'm not high on Jalen Williams for the Rockets, but Jalen Williams in most situations, I think he could be really exciting. I think it's a dangerous premise to take, but look at what's going on in the Eastern and Western conference finals and what these teams have and what makes them so successful, right? You, you have to and get, you have right. to look at, you know, what, you know, Boston right now are tied to, too. their interior big man presence is Al Horford, who spends a majority of his time on the, well, and right, sorry. And, and sorry. And Robert Williams. Yes. Um, but then you have just a multitude of guys, whether it's Tatum, it's Brown, it's smart. It's Grant Williams. It's, you know, Pritchard, like they, they, you have to have multiple guys that can guard multiple positions. That's what Jalen Williams is. If he can improve on the defensive end, which I would, he's coming, he would come into the Rockets at a perfect time because he has time to develop that. The offense, the offense is there. Um, I also think if they're taking Jalen Williams at 17, which I think is totally in play, it firmly depends on what they do at three and the corresponding trades that they are inevitably going to make on draft night. I, I am of the opinion, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jeremy, if they draft Paolo, they're trading Christian Wood. 
And I think Christian Wood gets moved on draft night. That's okay. I don't that, that's what I think happens because I think, I mean, the writing is on the wall. I think it's easy to think that. I think it's easy to think that all of these moves are going to happen on draft night. I think. I think most part the trades that happen on draft night are really just draft picks and the rights to certain players. Sure, not a whole lot of players sure. on rosters get dealt, but then in the week after, and, and once free agency starts in early July, that's when the faces start moving that's when the pieces start moving that's when guys are in new places and that's when that's when free agency really starts um and yeah i am i am curious to see what christian wood's role on this team is if the rockets do drop hollow um and i'm curious because there's you know there were talks about you know maybe him signing an extension and that was like kind of out of left field because you're like, oh, well, isn't he going to get traded? He's a expiring contract in 2023. There's a whole lot of ideas there um, that would suggest that, you know, he, he would go, but then there's enough evidence to where it's, you know, telling you the exact opposite. And that's how NBA rumors work. There's uh, six things that will tell you one thing and half a dozen things that will tell you the absolute opposite. So We literally have Rockets fans breaking down who the Rockets are putting in their off-season workout videos, which is the most asinine thing I've ever seen on social media. They're like, oh, Christian Wood's not included. That means he's not in- a part of their long-term plans. That's such crap. It doesn't, it, doesn't say, it, it doesn't not say that. Oh, come on, Jared. Who cares? Exactly. Yeah, I agree. Like, like, it doesn't not. But, like, yeah, you shouldn't be looking into, like, things like that. To me, it, 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 that's just... It doesn't get you yeah. anywhere. Like, because we've seen, like, Eric Gordon wasn't in that. Well, yeah. And, but we all know Eric Gordon's going to retire a rocket, which is the most asinine thing again. 10 but, years from now, Eric Gordon. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, but the statue you know, like, is coming outside of the stadium for Eric Gordon, which. Yeah. Going back to Jalen Williams, though. Yeah, let's stay on our, our prospects. Just one last thing. Um, like, I guess. I haven't done enough research on him to really be able to see if defensively he'll be able to fulfill what the team needs because that's that's my big thing um, is is the defense. He's adequate. Yeah, he's adequate and, in what you watch on film. You also have to take it with a grain of salt because he's playing at Santa Clara. He's not playing the, oh, my God, talent night in and night out of, you know, a Big Ten or, a, you know, a Big 12, yeah. you know, if you will. But he's adequate enough to stand out on certain – film that you watch of him i would give him a c plus on defense when he played so like he played gonzaga mm-hmm. played gonzaga twice this year um first game he had 15 points on four of 12 shooting the second time he played gonzaga uh 17 points six, 16 shooting so right. so pretty pretty similar across the board i think when it comes to mm-hmm. him i i'm comparing every single person that's that's an option at 17 to my draft crush, which is Marjan Beauchamp at 17. Um, and I just feel like yeah. Marjan Beauchamp is just a better fit for the Rockets than Williams does. But let's move on. For sure. Let's move to our fourth uh, prospect of the night. This guy is my draft crush. So it's funny that you just brought yours up. I'm going to bring mine up. Uh, Mark Williams out of uh, Duke. So we're back on the toll road to Duke University. Uh, for our last two prospects. Uh, but Mark Williams is our fourth prospect this evening. Jeremy, your 
immediate thoughts on Mark Williams? Yeah, I really like Mark Williams. I think it's, um, I think he'd be great for the Rockets. Um, he obviously is very different than Marshawn Beauchamp, um, but you don't say. <laughs> what I, what I will say is, um, it, it would be kind of interesting for the Rockets to double dip into Duke. Um, yep. If they went like Paolo Mark, but as Sean's mentioning it in the chat right now, no way Mark Williams is there at seventeen. So this would need to be a trade up, in my opinion. And I would do it. I would do it in five seconds. I love this kid. I mean, I am in love with every part of Mark Williams. Yeah. I mean, I mean like he's seven two, defensive minded center with a great NBA frame, a high level rebounder and enforcer in the middle. Think DeAndre Jordan per NBA draft room. This is the guy we've been clamoring for for two years now, Jeremy. But yeah, I wonder how high you're going to have to go up to get him. Stressing rim protection for a while. Yeah, and but that's the crazy the part. Could be. If if they move up to get Mark Williams, they'll throw their entire roster into a whirlwind. Like if you go, like you just said, let's break that down real quick. If they go Paolo Mark Williams, I mean. A, would you be a fan of that? B, you know, what do you do? I wouldn't be opposed. Okay. Just because you um, have guys there now. You you know, Garuba, uh, who obviously I think is is a, a bench guy at, for sure this next year. But you have Shangun, You have Christian Wood. You know, if they bring my guy Bruno Fernando back, this throws that into a tizzy. Um, you know, but... I, it, okay, let me rephrase, Jeremy. If they drafted, if they traded up to get Mark Williams, uh, let's say they move up to 12th to get Williams and they draft Paolo, what would you grade that draft for the Rockets? Okay, see, I would give it, um, depending on how much they have to give up for Mark Williams to move up mm-hmm. five spots, which shouldn't be too much, I would give it probably a B plus. Yeah. I mean, like, so you, yeah, you definitely have to give up 17. Um, okay, let me ask you this. Would you include Garuba in that potential deal? Okay. No. No, I'm not trading Garuba right now. Okay. No. I, I'm just I, – I'm curious if that's what Oklahoma City would ask for. Is, a, is your Garuba type – Yeah, I mean, I could, I could see that being a scenario. Um, I mean, I'm not getting rid of Josh Christopher. Like, Josh Christopher – if they ask for Christopher – I'm not he's getting off- rid of anybody that just came on the team last year. Like, okay. those guys are safe. Um, the, only, the only players, in my opinion, that should be on the block, at least before the season starts, is Christian Wood – Eric Gordon, Garrison Matthews, David Nwaba. That's a, that's interesting. I mean, maybe it's a seventeen Nwaba and a future second round pick. I mean, Nwaba doesn't offer OKC much of anything except for an extra. Like they would take body. On, they would take on Nwaba. No, they would take on Nwaba to trade him again. Like okay, yeah, would, but he gives them a decent trade, you know, piece to a contender. You know, I could I could see that I could see that type of deal for twelve, and I would do that. If Oklahoma City offered that, would you take it? <sighs> Probably, yeah. I it's just, okay. Uh, I guess it's a two part question. If they offered you that deal for twelve draft night, I really like hardly ever are players traded on draft night. Um, I don't see it happening here. Um, it'll probably be like future picks and all that. Um, OKC loves trading picks as well, so. Um, like if that was a possibility, sure. Um, but like Mark Williams could go even before 12. So like, 
that's the thing is if you're going to trade up, make sure you're trading for the guy that you want. Um, they did that last year with Shangun. Could they mm-hmm. do that this year with Mark Williams? If they do, um, I think Mark Williams, how he fits on this team, um, he is – I don't see a scenario where Mark Williams plays with Shangun and Paolo. Like, that's the thing is, like, I'm assuming Paolo – like, no. that's the thing is you can't play Paolo, Shangun, and Mark Williams on the floor together at the same time. Yeah. So I think Shangun gets the upper hand because he is the uh, the veteran now. Um, but Williams provides defense off the bench in, in, but the, in what, the second unit, and I think that you need that. Um, I think you need an added defensive presence, especially in that second unit. And Mark Williams does provide that. I got it. But if you trade up to twelve and you're bringing him off the bench, I don't like that. I don't like no, that. No, you at have all. to, Mike. Like, like that's the thing is like you have to. This this we're lo- if we're talking about starting Paolo or whoever that number three pick is, you've got. Porter, Jalen Green, Eric Gordon's going to start. We like whether we like it or not. Um, at, at the three, at least what we're assuming. Paulo at the four, uh, Christian Wood at the five. At right now, like let's just say that's what it is. And then you have you got to give Josh Christopher some minutes off the bench. KJ's got to get minutes off the bench. Jay Sean Tate's got to get minutes off the bench. And Shengun. So that's already four guys that you have that you're giving minutes to off the bench. And that's before you can even bring up the second. Yeah. That's why that's and exactly what you just brought up. You you're throwing your entire roster into chaos. I'm not necessarily against chaos, but that's what it would be. Cause everything you just described that it, none of that fits. They they're going to have to figure out a way to make it all work. There's going to be some subtractions needed. Exactly. And, um, I do think like, I would say like, it does make a lot of sense to trade either Gordon or Wood before the season. For sure. But and that would open we've up. Seen, it's like, that's not a guarantee. So that, that's why I'm saying, yep. like, like talking it out, yes, they're going to probably make a move, but there's no guarantee of that. And it'll be, I'm curious to see like what this team decides to do. Personally, it also wouldn't surprise me if yep. they decide to go with the guy that is a guy that needs a, li- a little bit more of a prospect so that they can give more playing time to Eric Gordon, at least at the beginning of the season. I don't know. We'll see. I do like yeah. Mark Williams though. I just don't know how much of a role he's going to play in that first season. Probably 12, 15 minutes off the bench. I know we're running a little long here, but real quick uh, answer. Uh, all things considered, if you had a shot, I'd both either Jalen Duran or Mark Williams. Which one are you taking? I'm taking Jalen Duran. Um, okay. I think that you know he's a full year younger than him um, than Mark Williams, so that's that's also part of it. He's 18 and he won't turn 19 until November. Um, wow. And he's just uh, he, I, he's more of an athletic freak than um, than Mark Williams is, and I think his offensive game is a little bit more further along at this point. For sure. Last prospect of the night. I think we're all in agreement that uh, Adrian Griffin Jr. Uh, most call him A.J. Griffin Jr. Um, out of Duke. He is the highest prospect we're going to discuss uh, this evening. Uh, again, per NBADraftRoom.com, which great uh, site for information. I really like going to them. Says this might be a bit low for A.G.J. They have him going 13 to Charlotte. I do think that's really low. Um, he's got some health. 
AJ Griffin will yeah. be. Yeah, he's got some health concerns. I mean, if that scares some teams off, potentially that could move him down to that, you know, 11, 12, 13 range. They compare him to Jimmy Butler. Uh, think a better version of Gary Trent Jr., but your immediate thoughts on one Adrian Griffin Jr., Jeremy? I I think AJ Griffin um, is going to have a long career in the NBA. For sure. It could be in, like, at best, an all-star. Ooh. You think he's like, got all-star potential? Get him in the right spot, yes, because he's a okay. scorer at the three, which is, like, you know, I think he – I want to see what his three-point percentage is because I'm pretty sure it's – I'm pretty sure it's insanely good. Um, at last check, he was at 39.6%. But while you talk about yes. it, I will look at – I will look it up. Oh no, it's better than that. How about how about forty four percent? Okay, maybe I was looking at a different. Okay, no, I was looking yeah, at yeah forty four point seven from the three point line. Forty four percent from three, like it's pretty good. That you can you can throw him in right now, and he can just you know go and get you buckets. Um, Let me ask you this would, real quick: He would fit the Rockets really well. Um, just how ha- I just have a pro like I just don't think he'll make it to even the range where the Rockets can trade into the draft for him. If Portland called with their seventh pick and they wanted Christian Wood, a, a trade built around the number seven pick in Christian Wood, is that a potential spot for the Rockets to move into to draft a guy like an A.J. Griffin? Portland would never do that, but if okay. that, in that scenario, yes. Okay. But Portland at this point, to my knowledge, is is – you know, they, they've said, like, there have been rumors that have said that Portland's going to uh, trade the pick, um, but they're not trading the, if they do trade the pick, they're not trading it for Christian Wood. Um, they, okay. they're looking at guys like OG Ananobi from the Raptors. They're looking at John Collins from the Hawks. Like, and I think both those. Our guy. That's our guy. That's our guy, John Collins. Um, but uh, would you say that John Collins is better than Christian Wood? Yes. So yeah, no, for sure. I'm just that's why I say a deal built around so that. Let me thing is the Blazers honestly would rather draft AJ Griffin than take Christian Wood. Honestly, if the Portland Trail Blazers could end up with, and I'm just spitballing here, Christian Wood and either Jay Sean Tate or KJ Martin, would you do that deal? Okay, no. I'm just I'm I'm just wondering, would you give up either KJ Martin or Jay Sean Tate if it meant acquiring no. the seventh pick to get a guy like an AJ Griffin? No, I, I think that because even even though AJ Griffin is coming into this draft as the seventh overall pick, KJ Martin is still a better player than him right now. Ooh, okay. For now, right now, right now, right now, I'm talking Mike. No, for for sure. I mean, look, look, like five years down the line when Griffin's been in the league five years and KJ for seven. I mean, maybe yeah. I mean, AJ Griffin hopefully will be better considering he is a possible top ten pick. But right now, I think. I don't. I just don't see why the Rockets would trade KJ Martin at this point. To a qu- to get into to get it to no. get a guy like Griffin. I'm not no, saying okay. That I was hey man. They've invested guys. a lot into him, and and he and not just that he plays a role on the team. And I think you. I think the Rockets are getting to that point right now where they do need to start valuing the roles that these guys are playing, in and looking into that rather than just throwing talent out there just to see if they can get a good basketball team on the court. Right. But it does come back to the question that we posed probably about a year ago. 
when you and I on this very show talked about there may be a time where they're going to have to choose between Tate and KJ. So right. I think that is This is still... the year where they're going to have to probably make that decision. Correct. And I think that would be a move I could see happening. If the Rockets really wanted to upgrade that wing position, which I do feel like they need to do. Look, if you're going to trade Tate or KJ or, or Alperen Sengun or anybody, um, Sean, I see you. No, do not trade the seventh. Do not trade Shangun for the seventh pick. That is not happening. I wouldn't do that. No, um, but I do. But I do feel like you have to start to question if they draft a big at three, which I think everybody is of the opinion that they are going to do. What they're going to have to do, Tate, KJ Martin, these guys, Shangun, those you're going to you're only trading those guys if you're packaging them with future picks to land a superstar. DeAndre Aiden. I'm talking. No, I'm not even talking like better than DeAndre Aiden. And I'm talking so, not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm saying after the season because if you're looking at the Rockets' timeline and they want to be competitive in 23-24, they're going to use those extra picks from the Nets to go and get those guys, and you package them with the young players that are promising right now that could be good on other teams as well. And you use all of those guys, young players, mm-hmm. future capital to go and get like a Donovan Mitchell or like, a, you know, like Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, uh, you know, maybe in some strange world where like Zion, like I wouldn't like, I'm not saying Zion, but like, <laughs> get what I mean? Like I don't a guy that, that is a top all. 30 player in the league right now and can be a top 30 player next to Danny Green. That's sure. that's why you would trade Tate, Martin, Shengun. And those guys are not available right now. Those three guys are going to be on the Rockets next season, whether people like it or not. And, you know, but once, like, Tate's uh, contract expires after 23, um, or excuse mm-hmm. me, after 24, so does KJ's. Um, so, like, that's when I could see things start to spin, but we're a year away from that right now. So let's, let's like, that's, so that's the thing is this season is a bit of a trial and error process. Adding prospects to the draft is, it it makes things a little bit more competitive, which is exciting. The Rockets should be a better team next year, which is also exciting. And we can also see potential players that could be part of this team long-term. Obviously the number three pick is a better chance of that than the 17, but I think if the Rockets play their cards right, they could get two players that could be on that next good Rockets team. I think that's a perfect place to park the rocket ship. Thank you all so much for joining us here on Spotify Live. I will be back Tuesday night with part six of nine of our 2022 NBA draft prospect breakdown here at the Dream Take via the Dream Shake. If you are on Twitter, make sure to head on over to at the Dream Take to give the podcast a follow. You can follow the mothership of the Dream Take the Dream Shake at Dream Shake SBN. You can follow my co-pilot on Twitter, Jeremy Brenner at Jeremy Brenner. That's J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E. You can follow me on Twitter at BSW Podcast underscore MD. Finally, head on over to thedreamshake.com for all things Houston Rockets all the time. If you're on Facebook, search The Dream Shake. Give us a follow. We have a ton of content coming out daily uh, as we inch our way to the 2022 NBA Draft coming up on June 23rd at 7 p.m. on ESPN. 
We'll see you guys Tuesday night. And until next time, Rockets fans, go Rockets! Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Support for Pivot comes from Polestar. At Polestar, every inch of every vehicle they design is thoughtfully made. They're made to transform auto performance, accelerating from 0 to 60 in less than 4.2 seconds with fully electric all-wheel drive. They're made to elevate the driving experience with LED headlights and a panoramic glass roof. And they're made to uphold a greater responsibility to the planet using sustainable materials and energy-saving systems. The result is a car that combines the best of today with the technology of tomorrow. Pure performance. Pure design. Polestar. Design yours and book a test drive today at polestar.com.